may be seated. I'm delighted that so many of you have come. I heard about a man. I heard about a man in Texas, and he built a swimming pool, and he put uh, eight or ten alligators in it, a number of water moccasins, and he told the crowd of young cowboys there, he said, whoever swims the length of this pool, I'll give him $10,000, and I'll give him a thousand acres of my property, and I'll give him my daughter for a wife. And all of a sudden there was a splash, and in went this fella, and he swam and the alligators were after him, and the water moccasins were after him. He kept on swimming till finally he got out. And the man said, do you want my daughter now and the money and the property? He said, no. He said, I want the name of the fellow that pushed me in. Now, when I look at this beautiful stadium and see so many people, I know the people that pushed me here. <laughs> you know, in Parade Magazine, in the Sunday paper a few weeks ago, there was an article about a well-known rapper turned movie star which quoted him as saying, I had money, I was in Los Angeles, soon I was slipping back into the mentality of I can do whatever I want. But he said it wasn't good enough. All this stuff, the money, the success, the women, it wasn't making me happy. Tonight, I want to tell you about a young man years ago that had it all and he turned away from the true answer that he could have had. If you read Mark, the 10th chapter in the Bible, you'll find about it. He was a young man that was searching. Rick Warren is on the platform, and he wrote Purpose Driven Life that so many thousands of people have gotten. And, and it touched a chord in the lives of thousands of people throughout the world, people searching, looking for the most important thing that was missing from his life, this young man. And I read somewhere that what young people want and need from older people is they first, they want to be loved. God loves you. God loves every one of you. When I was about 16 or 17, I was in high school. I played a poor game of basketball and a poor game of baseball. But I had a wonderful time, especially with the girls. <laughs> and one day a man came to our town 
and had large crowds of people, and he was preaching from the Bible. And I went to hear him. And all the dissatisfaction that I had and the problems I had seemed to melt because of what he was saying. And I went forward in a meeting like this, and not this big, of course. I went forward and stood with other people and made my commitment to Jesus Christ. And I was... And I, 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 I was told that God loved me. That meant more to me than I could possibly tell you. You know, young people also want to be treated as individuals. And that's something that older people don't understand. They want to be trusted. Old people need to recognize the need for a young person's privacy. Young people also want to be accepted. Total rejection of a young person becomes almost a hell to them. They need to be loved and trusted and accepted. They need to be listened to. You should be listened to. You have something to say that's important. You have feelings that need to be expressed that your parents may not quite understand. Young people want their parents also to forgive them. And they want you to forgive them. And they also want the security of authority. They want discipline. They don't realize it, but they do. They're much happier when they're disciplined, if they're disciplined the right way. My wife is here tonight, and I... And I left all the discipline to her. <laughs> when I came home from a trip, I tried to be loving and kind and agree to whatever they wanted. And the children, one time I remember, they told me that they had no clothes to wear. They sure needed some new clothes. And I took them downtown and I bought as many things as they asked for. And I have a couple of my daughters are here tonight, and they can remember. I came home, and my wife was astonished that I'd spent that much money on new clothes, which she said they didn't need. So she took all the clothes back to the department store. And the clerk said to her, Ms. Graham, I knew what was happening but I felt so sorry for your husband. He was having such a good time. <laughs> but this passage here in the Bible about this rich young man that came to Jesus, he was searching for purpose and meaning and forgiveness and love. And he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Keep the commandments, all the commandments, and then take up your cross and come and follow me. This young man had a lot of money. He was a millionaire playboy. 
And he thought for a little bit. The scripture says that Jesus loved him. He loves you tonight, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your condition, however many sins that you've committed. He loves you. He went to the cross for you. He died for you on the cross. That's the meaning of the passion of Jesus that Mel Gibson put on film a few months ago. That Jesus shed his blood for you. When you go out at night and look at the stars, if you can see them here, there's the Milky Way, 200 billion stars. And we're just one little planet around one little star, the sun. And we are absolutely overcome. We can't conceive it. We can't understand it. We don't know why. God had no beginning. He has no end. And yet the scripture says that he loves. And that to me is a tremendous thing to think that the almighty God who takes in all of space and all the galaxies loves me and loves you.